재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator, interpreter, and book news reporter for The Bookend. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to have two more people in the studio with us today. Yes, a very big change in the studio today. So last week, we talked about how we were in a brand new studio, and this week, we're in a brand new... No, brand new building. Yes. Today, we're in a brand new studio. Can you tell us about the room, Helen? We Chow? have the producer and the writer mm-hmm. actually in the same room with us. They're like our live audience. Same yes, they're usually in the booth on yes. the other side where they can talk. I and, know, where well, they can hear us, but we can't hear them. It's like an interrog- interrogation booth. Mm-hmm, but now we can hear them. <laughs> yes. If they laugh, we will be able to hear them. And not to mention the, the listeners, they'll be able to hear them as well. I know, we have to try not to make them laugh because we're so funny. Like oh that. no, but yeah, we, have to, we have to get them to laugh. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. So before we make a start on this week's literary and publishing news, I'd like to remind our listeners that Korea celebrates a rather special day today. Could you tell us what it is all about? It's the 17th of July today, which means it's Taehyunjeol, or Constitution Day in mm-hmm. Korea. It's the day that Korean Constitution was proclaimed back in 1948. And this date, 17th of July, was deliberately chosen to match the founding date of the Joseon Dynasty. Mm, I didn't know that. Yes, I didn't know that Mm -hmm. either, actually. Um, And on 17th of July, 1948, so that was three years after Korea was liberated from the Japanese colonial rule, the constitution set up by Korea's elected assembly was formally promulgated by President Lee Seung-man. It's a nice continuity there from Joseon Dynasty to the Republic of Korea. And today is a special day on the Korean calendar for another reason, right? I like to remind us, our listeners that it's chobok today yay it's, yes it's a major yay um, mm-hmm. it's a Korean costume to choose the three hottest days of the summer mm-hmm. and eat healthy food on those three days yes any um, holiday that involves eating food is, is yes, great healthy food in, um, yes. as well mm-hmm. and these three hottest days of the summer are called chobok chungbok and malbok and they're known as sambok together sam meaning three mm-hmm. and special dishes such as samgyetang are prepared for sambok so that we can keep our bodies in good health. Mm-hmm. Can you remind our listeners what samgyetang is? It's like um, chicken stew. Mm-hmm. Yes. The K is chicken. What's the sam? Um, ginseng. Oh, yes. okay. I as thought it was three chickens. <laughs> no. Like, you know, sambok, An enormous sam-gyetang. portion of chicken stew now. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Our condolences to the chickens today. <laughs> So what spine-chilling book recommendations do you have to help our readers get through the hot, humid summer days? Yes, I'm really excited that the master of thrillers, Leah Moriarty, returns later this month with Mm -hmm. her brand new title, Truly Madly Guilty. Ooh, I'm sure many of our listeners are excited about Leah Moriarty's forthcoming title, Truly Madly Guilty. That's very, very guilty. Um, (laughs) Tell us a bit about the author first. So, Leah Moriarty is the Australian author of six internationally best-selling novels, namely Three Wishes, The Last Anniversary, What Alice Forgot, The Hypnotist Love Story, and of course, the number one New York Times bestsellers, The Husband's Secret and Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. The titles get progressively um, thriller-y. You yes. know, you start with Three Wishes and then you end with Big Little Lies. 
and the husband's secret. Yes, yes and the husband's secret. <laughs> the husband's secret has sold over three million copies worldwide. It was a number one UK bestseller, and it will be translated into over forty languages. Oh wow! So that's the husband's secret out in, in over forty languages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's a lot, actually. Yeah, um, it's not a secret anymore. No, it's no. out in mm-hmm. all the languages in the world. Mm-hmm. And with the launch of a novel, Big Little Lights, um, which has sold over one million copies in the US alone, Liam Moriarty became the first Australian author to have a novel debut at number one on the New York Times bestsellers mm, list. Quite an accomplishment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Moyes, another best-selling author, um, had said of Liam Moriarty, I quote, Liam Moriarty is one of the few writers I'll drop everything for. Her books are wise, honest, beautifully observed, and unusually, I can never tell where they're going to go. Oh, so she's not formulaic. She's the kind of writer who keeps you on the edge of your seat and you don't know where it's going to go. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. And her newest novel, her latest one, Truly Madly Guilty, will be released later this month on 26th of July. So we haven't got very long to wait anymore mm-hmm. so the husband's secret it, it tells you what it's going to be about there's going to be husband and there's going to be a secret so but what is truly madly guilty about can you tell us well the subject matter of this new book is all about how we don't appreciate what we have until things fall apart until it's too late mm-hmm. and Moriarty explores how one small moment in life can destroy everything and make you feel truly madly guilty, I suppose. <laughs> and the story begins with three seemingly happy families. So mm-hmm. we have six responsible adults mm-hmm. and their responsible three, adults, yes. <laughs> yes. And their three cute kids and even one small dog. Mm-hmm. And they all get destroyed. Yes, I okay. suppose so. Oh, no. So we have two best friends in the beginning of the story, Clementine and Erica. And they are each other's oldest friends, but they're really, really different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Erica, who's an obsessive compulsive. She's married to Oliver, and they both work as accountants, and they have mm-hmm. no children. Mm-hmm. And her best friend, Clementine, is a disorganized classical cellist mm-hmm. with her husband, Sam. They have two small children, and they go away for a weekend, and they, when they receive a last minute invitation to a barbecue with Erica's neighbours Tiffany and Viv and they think everything will be just fine and normal you know just another happy weekend you know what could possibly go wrong Mm -hmm. and that's what they think everything goes wrong Uh, yes Yes. (laughs) well yeah um, we'll we'll hear about what, what goes wrong and how everything falls apart after a song request by Helen, truly, madly, deeply. Yes, Not I, guilty, truly, madly, deeply. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> by Savage Garden. Yes. Welcome back to Hot New Releases on the bookend with Helen Cho. So everything falls apart in in this book, uh, Truly Madly Guilty. We're not going to spoil this book for our readers, but can you tell us a little bit more about how things fall apart? Well, Leah Moriarty uh, very much explores how the things that build the foundation of our lives, such as marriage, parenthood and friendship can fall apart, like I said, by Mm -hmm. just one small moment or by one event. Mm -hmm. And she shows how guilt can expose uh, the fault lines in the most seemingly strong relationships that we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. And what was the critical response to Truly Madly Guilty, the ones who have read it? 
Um, a starred review in Library Journal says, I quote, provocative and gripping, Moriarty's fans rejoice. The author builds suspense, keeping readers on the edge of their seats is a perfect for those long summer days, but readers will have to pace themselves not to devour it in one sitting. Ooh, that's good, good praise. Yes. So lastly, let's hear some news from abroad. What else do you want to share with our listeners before you go? Yes, you now have an opportunity to visit the oldest library in the world, and that is the Al Karawin Library in Fez, Morocco. Mm. It was built in year 859. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Wow, that, that was that was a long time ago. That was an eons ago. Uh-huh. Yes, and after um, a massive three-year restoration effort, is now um, opened as an ancient center of scholarship for for a new generation of readers. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine that there were books in the year 859, let alone libraries. I know. Gosh, uh-huh. I can't even imagine that. I don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> how long ago that was. Yeah. So I wonder how the books will adjust to over a thousand years of being sequestered. Uh, the center includes the large library as well as a mosque and a university that may be the oldest degree-granting institution in the world. Mm-hmm. And the place was actually first founded by Fatima El-Firia, um, who was a rich merchant's daughter who dedicated her inheritance to building the center. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the restoration. The Moroccan Ministry of Culture received a grant from uh, Kuwait's Arab Bank and they chose the Canadian-Moroccan architect Aziza Chaudi uh, to head the project. So she was put in charge in 2012 to um, correct structural damage and she really updated the mosaics mm-hmm. of the building to preserve the library's original beauty and she modernized the whole space uh, with an airy cafe, courtyard umbrellas, misting stations and a museum highlighting the library's history. Mm-hmm. Misting stations. I know. I Is that for what? people or books? <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. I'm quite surprised to hear that there are misting stations installed. Uh-huh. We should go to Fez, check it out. Yes, we right. really should, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she worked really hard to protect and preserve, but she also wanted to bring a sense of 21st century pragmatism to the project. She said, I quote, um, there has to be a fine balance between keeping the original spaces, addressing the needs of current users, including students, researchers and visitors, in integrating new sustain- sustainable technologies such as solar panels, water collection for garden irrigation and so on. So she tried to be really pragmatic in restoring the or protecting the place mm-hmm. well i think it's great that they've opened this up to to the public because i hear you don't have to have a membership to visit the library anymore right yes the library is now open to new visitors so those of you who are morocco bound you should go and check it out or if you haven't decided where to go for the summer holiday mm-hmm. then Fez. yes morocco i think should be a strong contender yes. <laughs> and on that note we have arrived at the end of hot new releases for this week thank you helen for coming in and we'll see you again next Sunday. So I'll see you same time next week. Bye-bye. Coming up next is today's roundtable, but first let's listen to The Book of Love by Peter Gabriel from Shall We Dance soundtrack. Love is long and boring 